tonight. You see the subpoenas. Blast off with a Disney Channel original movie, Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. No air duct cruising, no recycle bin diving, and please try to stay out of restricted zones. She's your typical cosmic kid who's been grounded. Shuttle departure in three minutes. But when disaster hits home base, it's up to Xenon to save her family and friends up in space. Everybody up there is in danger mortis. Watch Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century, starring Kirsten Storms and Raven. Tonight at 8, 7 Central on Disney Channel. Welcome to <laughs> Straight to Video, episode four. Uh, today we are discussing Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century, uh, just in time for the 22nd anniversary of the film's premiere, which was uh, January 23rd, 1999. Um, as always, I am your host, Tanner Hadfield, and joined by fellow hosts, Catherine Bailey, Jenny Kay, and David McMichael. Hey, guys. What's up? Hi. More, uh, morning glorious. Oh, nice. Um... <laughs> Okay, quick rundown to make sure we're uh, all on the same uh, page here. Um, so in 1999, Disney was just beginning to run scripted original programming. Um, they're basically in their like second year, third year of doing so. Um, running concurrently um, in the TV realm were X-Files knockoff, So Weird, which was really sweet. Um, that one uh, was the one with Mackenzie Phillips. And uh, it premiered three days before this movie, actually. And uh, Famous Jet Jackson, which was a meta coming-of-age show concerning Lee Thompson Young's fictitious teen secret agent, which was also a big hit with nine-year-old me. Originally slated to be released in the fall of 1998, Xenon Girl of the 21st Century debuted as the fifth-ever official Disney Channel original movie. Uh, it followed Halloween Town and Brink. Those were the, like the third and fourth ones. Um, and again, premiered on January 23rd, 1999. Uh, it premiered, oddly enough, during the ongoing Senate trial for Bill Clinton's. Uh, <laughs> who's Bill Clinton? Uh, <laughs> Bill <laughs> Mr. Clinton. Mr. Clinton. <laughs> uh, Bill Clinton's impeachment, uh, the Senate trial. Um Raven Simone uh, was an established TV presence at this point, and this was her Disney Channel debut. And of course, she would, you know, go on to have a, a long starring run on several programs. Um, otherwise, Xenon deploys a uh, a pretty ballsy script, I'd say, um, dated but at the time expensive CGI, and uh, otherwise just like a a bunch of hopeful character actors. Um, it was contemporaneously reviewed by zero critics, but recently generated reverential retrospectives from the likes of BuzzFeed and MTV. Uh, it spawned two sequels and perhaps the greatest, in my opinion, straight-to-streaming original song of all time, Supernova Girl. Um, zoom, zoom, zoom. Precisely. Chapter one. What are y'all's personal recollections of this movie like what was going on when you were nine or ten or seven did y'all have disney channel at this time yeah this was um dcoms and disney content were big in my house and this movie in particular was uh like a core memory and um i got in trouble actually or not got in trouble but i got a bad grade because of this movie because 
class, we were supposed to predict what was going to happen when we entered the 21st century. And I said that we were all going to go live on a spaceship. And um, she said that was unrealistic. <laughs> so... <laughs> What? Miss Worsbond Worsbond quashed my dreams and was (laughs) very negatory. Negatory major. Yeah. (laughs) Man, that's like the opposite of an inspiring teacher. (laughs) It's like a a despiring teacher. Despiring. And I cried because I wanted to live in space. Wait, so were you, you were suggesting that by, by like the year 2000, we would all be living on a space station? That Which was, was my one understanding. Year. Yeah. <laughs> my understanding of time was that we were in the 20th century and we were about to enter the 21st century. And I would also be a girl of the 21st century <laughs> <laughs> and would be living that life. Man. so i mean maybe not maybe not a realistic prediction but i don't think it deserves a bad grade i mean it's uh it's aspirational you know and it could still happen yeah it could absolutely still happen this was also a core memory movie for me i feel like in very tactical ways like i remember the little disc earring you know and i remember Iconic. the onion rings that she eats the um, O-rings. The O-rings that taste fully Gives a illegal. new meaning to, to O-rings. <laughs> yeah. But what is the other meaning of O-rings? I don't... I don't... I thought... That's like the weirdest slang from this movie. I don't know what it means. Aren't O-rings that thing that's like you put on like a little tube or something? Yeah. Oh. Yes. In space. On Earth. Station. But it, it just... It's on Earth too. It's Right. Um, right. That's right. I like that she calls them illegal, though. That she's like, this tastes fully illegal. Um, I also had a crush major, um, supernova crush, on the boy in that movie. Um, Greg. Greg. Loved Greg. Oh, so dreamy. He's so dreamy. Later, Small Soldiers, still dreamy. Him in the in Free Willy? He's in Free Willy, right? No. Maybe- no, he's in Andre... Andre, yes. Okay. Yeah. My mistake. Yes. Very cute. He was a dream. I think it's those. It's those just long, long, long stares. He just stares (laughs) and doesn't say anything. With those sad eyes. Sad eyes. During. When we see him on during the the concert at the end. Yes. (laughs) On the iPad. You mean the zap pad? (laughs) Yeah. He's just data zap. He's just there. He's just there. She calls it a zap pad, but at one point her parents say like data, you know, avoid twisters um, and data zap us every day, which I don't know what that means. Um, I think data zap is like uh, Facebook. Oh, like poke. No, it's like AOL instant messenger. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end he does give, she, everyone's partying and having like the best time. They just saved the space station. The best band is playing. And he's just gives like a head nod. He just is recognizing how empty because his life was before her and <laughs> just is waiting for the day that she is Earthside again. Man, I have to say, she did not give him a good line of sight to watch that concert. (laughs) She she was holding it like at waist level in a crowd of dancing people. It's like when when I FaceTime my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly like that. 
just like can only see their forehead. Yes. Um, I will say my my personal uh, experience with this movie is that until today, I've never seen a Disney Channel original movie. Uh, uh, and <laughs> <laughs> what about Halloween and, uh, Town? Brink. Smart no. House. No. Oh my God. Stepsister from Planet Weird. No. No. Alley Cat Strike. Oh. No. Phantom of the Megaplex. No. I. The Cheetah Girls. <laughs> <laughs> the Cheetah no. Girls. No, I have not seen any of them. Oh. I. The, there's one movie that I think might have been a Disney Channel original movie. That the only thing I remember from it is. No, this was a Christian movie. That wasn't a Disney movie either. <laughs> there's some crossover. <laughs> It was a it was one movie where they had this they were like surfing and they had this Toyota truck that they called a Joyota. <laughs> Does this ring any bells? No. No, I think we need to stop talking about how you never saw this movie before. <laughs> it's really depressing me. <laughs> uh, I mean, I liked it I, when I watched it today. So, to me, the, this movie felt inescapable back when I was. Yeah. Uh, nine years old um it was right after we just got cable for the first time and um this was right after disney became the disney channel became available on cable it was before that it was like on hbo and then it was like an hbo type situation but then they like made a big push uh to get it on like basic cable and there wasn't very much original programming so they just played this movie like every day and there were commercials for it like every 10 minutes um, and it was great. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I ate it up. Mm. Yeah. It's just so exciting. <laughs> and like, I just also want to wear LeMay turtlenecks and like <laughs> hair, hair slinkies. Yeah. I get to like sneak out at night to go into space and like, she was around. just so cool and confident. And I also was like, you know, she's 13. She can handle anything or whatever she says. Um, and I guess I was, in, it was 1999, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like 11 or something. And so I was like, this is my future as a 13 year old gallivanting through <laughs> space stations, space. Yeah. kissing boys, but not really caring about it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the romance is not the core of this movie, which is which great. is amazing. It passes the Bechdel yeah. test. Mm-hmm. Knocks it out of space. <laughs> <laughs> and there's horses too, which was uh, this movie I think just has for everything. Good measure. <laughs> yes. That yeah. was it's that one was of those, my like vi- Stefan's clubs. There's like 20 seconds of horses just for good measure. It's amazing. They knew, really like, they had to get was, the... Sorry, go ahead, David. I, I just... I really liked that he was... but He was introduced as, as, like, a supreme hacker. And then immediately following that, he was subsequently introduced as, like, a supreme horse brusher. <laughs> so he's, like, both a hacker and a farmer, which is really I mean it's not really something you see that often and I feel like um I feel like it was it was it was a good look. That's, That's why he was dream partner. <laughs> <honestly>. Yes. <laughs> mm. 
Yes. His little butt I feel like they knew they knew that Disney had like horse girls on the lock and they're like, how do we get them into our new cyber programming? <laughs> Give this man a horse brush. <laughs> Stat. Oh, and he he was able to then do that, I think, really uh, just critical part of any movie like this, which is where he hands the brush to Xenon, and then she starts brushing, and then he, you know, encircles her with his talented <laughs> arms and says, no, not like that, like this. <laughs> and uh, I just think... I just got the tingles. <laughs> I really... That's just one of those things that um you, you know I, I think i said before one of the things i really want someone to say to me in my life is come on i want to show you something i know this and about I think you a, and, and i think another thing that i really need someone to say to me at some point is not like that like this <laughs> <laughs> so i appreciated that moment i did dress as nebula with my friend who dressed as xenon last year um for her work's holiday party that was outer space themed and it was very well well received <laughs> among the tech crowd <laughs> <laughs> i had the slinkies was in my it, hair was it modeled after a certain look from the movie or just like a general vibe uh general vibe did go for um xenon and nebula are very into customizing uh, their clothes, as y'all know, they're very crafty girls, and so we made sure to include the vests that had their initials on them um, for a little personal touch. Ooh. Hell yeah! I love that they go to the bins, you know, like we have here. Yeah. Their little thrift store. <laughs> yeah, me at Savers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Digging up trash. Um, I did see that that was. Uh, so when they're filming at the school on earth that that was greg's real high school and um and he was like uh i got all my friends to be extras in the movie and he's like all these kids were the ones that i was like palling around with when i was you know a youth but it made me wonder would y'all have enjoyed having a film that you were starring in come to film at your school would that would you feel like like a superstar or incredibly embarrassed mm, me personally mortified but i'm mm. assuming a child actor it's like their biggest dream he probably <laughs> wanted that because he probably was a little bit of an outcast prior because of his fame and then was like oh well this is how i'll win them over i'll let them be famous too Aww. Wait, <laughs> well, you could, i'm assuming really it's a... la right so Somewhere sunny. Yeah. Well, they they filmed in Vancouver. Yeah, they get sun. Um, I don't know if they filmed the oh. high school in Vancouver, but He's I think Canadian. everything on Earth was filmed in Vancouver. Um, Gre Greg is Canadian, so that would make sense. Yeah. Mm, he's definitely got some Mountie blood. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's why he's so good with horses. Greg brushing a horse. <laughs> Okay, um. I had I had a, a couple other uh, fun facts that I that I dug up. This one, it seems like it would be fun if I knew if I had an emotional connection to these movies, but such as it is, it's kind of a cold fact to me. But uh, um, 
uh, Brandon Baker, who played Johnny Tsunami, uh, apparently sort of dated Kirsten Storms, Xenon. This is a quote from him in some interview. He said, <laughs> this, is, this is honestly kind of sweet. He said, I totally had a crush on Kirsten at that time, and I totally made a move. We never dated, but we definitely, like, kissed or hooked up. We were 13 at the time, so dating was like, hey, mom, can you drop me off an hour away in L.A. at her mom's house? The actual logistics of that occurring didn't allow it to really happen. Aww. So, you know, it's a, it's a what could have been. It's a, a superstar romance cut short in its prime. Wow, what a power couple that would have been. Yeah. I had royalty. big feels for Johnny Tsunami as well. Um, <laughs> yes. My favorite trivia that I found is that the choreography for the Zoom Zoom performance at the end was done by Michael Jackson's choreographer, <laughs> um, who was very unimpressed and displeased with Philip Reese's dance abilities. And so Philip Reese has an interview where he says that if you pay attention, he's not able to keep up with the rest of the band's dancing, and he's really just shuffling back and forth. Um, but that happened because the producer of this movie was Suzanne Vade Pa, who managed the Jackson 5. So she <laughs> brought these worlds together. <laughs> and what what different worlds wow. they are. <laughs> what I, the choreography I want to know about is who choreographed him like swiveling his hips around whenever he's about <laughs> to get on that space shuttle. He's got his arms up and he's like, like jiggling his body around. <laughs> that was my favorite dance move. Maybe that movie. was improv. <laughs> <laughs> He was, he's really working those hips yeah there. he mm. said he was also working on a play at the time and he just brought a lot of <laughs> that into the character was not supposed to be british um, oh my <laughs> god that was, that was that was an acting choice <laughs> i was wondering why he had wow. that accent <laughs> and they just let him do it that's hilarious yep, they loved it he really elevated this into a film yeah <laughs> Yeah, it does make him more dreamy. Although now I don't find him as dreamy as I think I did as a kid. Mm. He's got he's got really individual spikes in his hair. (laughs) They are absolutely (laughs) a torture chamber. How old is he supposed to be? Oh God, Tanner! I've never thought about this. (laughs) It's weird because like it seems like he should be a middle schooler like them, but he's like weirdly in his early 20s or something i don't know i mean he could be 18 to 37 he could be 110 like this is 2040 (laughs) anything could happen in the 21st century that's so true are you suggesting that he's immortal yeah 100 (laughs) percent. i believe it i buy it yeah i think that sounds right you need a lifetime to perfect those spikes They're engineered oh by science. <laughs> I think maybe it is a comment on uh, maybe maybe he was genetically engineered to be the perfect rock and roll star. Like in Pixel Perfect, another Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, David. David, are you going to watch more Disney Channel original <laughs> movies? I mean, if we podcast about them. Okay, well, now I don't we know. To. Otherwise, maybe. That's a, felt, that's a yes. <laughs> my one other this is this is really I think the only thing that we need to say about the director of this movie, but I was looking at his website, um, which is delightfully just uh, you know like hyperlinks on a black screen, and 
<laughs> he had a, a gallery of like behind the scenes shots and one of them was captioned <laughs> it was a picture of uh kirsten storms handing him a donut on a plate on top of several um like champagne flutes and he says he eats a <laughs> Exactly one donut on the set of every film, the ceremonial wrap donut. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I respect so, that. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I, what else is there to say about Kenneth Johnson? We should eat a donut at the end of every podcast. <laughs> really the close cer- to the mic. <laughs> the ceremonial wrap donut. Yeah. <laughs> Chapter two. So. Being the 22nd anniversary of this film, um, I took it upon myself to research what uh, the appropriate gift would be for a 22nd anniversary. Um, There's not quite a consensus. Hallmark seems to think that you should present a water-themed gift. Um, Wikipedia only says that the gift should be copper. Um, (laughs) Like a chunk Pick of which copper. E- <laughs> yes. <laughs> Toxic yes. copper. Um, I I say pick pick whichever one you want. It doesn't have to be both, but I would love to know if any of y'all have a pertinent anniversary gift that you would like to give this movie. Um, I would love to see like a copper hair plate of the spiked hair that you just it's like a yeah exactly like a helmet of just the hair spiked made of so copper. i was gonna say cast the doll of protozoa that xenon makes in copper oh that's <laughs> good too yeah like a little statue yeah we're both in the Ooh. same world <laughs> um as for water i would really love to commemorate i would love it um, I would love to commemorate when Xenon touches water for the first time. She's like, stand- oh, with her toesies. Mm-hmm. She puts her toes in the ocean, and Greg's just like on his computer, like, yeah, bitch, that's water. <laughs> <laughs> when she's like, oh my god, my legs are so white, <laughs> and he's like, they're perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it seemed like she was gonna have to learn to swim at some point, but she just doesn't yeah that never really comes back (laughs) well i think that i would like for her to learn how to swim um and be a sort of uh reverse little mermaid um Mm. so a big mermaid (laughs) a big amphibian Uh, yeah i think that it would be nice for her to learn how to swim that's your present (laughs) (laughs) swim lessons (laughs) your present was like a helmet I don't understand how mine is worse well your present's to one person (laughs) wait so would you be giving would you be giving the copper helmet to protozoa I just thought it was like to the movie, to the to the like museum of this film. Hmm. Okay. But I also uh, I I really want you to give her swimming lessons. Tanner, Tanner well, would you be conducting the swimming lessons? Would you yeah, be teaching? Tanner, yeah. Tanner doing. I want a learning how to swim montage 
because there's mm. no montages with Greg. I want Greg the teacher? <laughs> to swim with her in the water. <gasps> he he swims do? beneath her and she's like on top of him paddling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's her yeah. boogie board. To yes, he's her boogie board. Uh, he does it all. <laughs> um, those are some really, really good gifts. I think that the movie will not be disappointed or upset with us. Wait, um, what about David? Do you have a gift? No, not really. Ugh. No, I do. I have a... No, I don't have one. I like y'all's gifts. I want I want horses. I want swimming lessons for the horses, too. Mm. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's like a, a Bloomin' Onion. That would blow their mind. <laughs> a plate of O-rings. <laughs> <laughs> so the gift for the horses is Bloomin' Onions. <laughs> A copper, a copper uh, cast of some blue. Oh yeah, it has to be copper water. It's made of copper. (laughs) The plate could be copper. A wet copper cast of some blue onions. Wet, uh, wet (laughs) O-rings. I don't think we're allowed to say that on the podcast. Okay, so this movie, uh, based off of the data zap we see on uh, in the very first scene, is taking place in April of 2049. Um, what do you think that this movie got right about the future? Obviously, we're not there yet, but uh, I think that we do have a little bit of insight into where things are going. Um, what do you think this movie correctly or incorrectly predicted? Well, we have holograms. Mm-hmm. And we holograms have, is good. We have video chatting. Video gramming. Yeah. I was just going to say, we have people really not wanting to live on Earth. <laughs> oh, that's a great one. Copy that. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I was really impressed that she's, like, surfing the internet during class. Um, <laughs> when... You know, at this time, 1999, like, people barely even had the internet, really. Yeah. Um, that was a, a good predictor. I was learning to use PowerPoint in class at this point in time, so. I was definitely blown away by the concept of, like, seeing <laughs> things in the world, I guess. Was this the era of, was it Kid Clips? That, like, art-making um, software that made a bunch of noises? Y'all remember that? Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. I do. Yeah, you would like if you it's use the scissor th- button, it would be like. <laughs> yeah, but, it wasn't kid clips. It was something like that, though. Um, you know what they didn't get right is President Chelsea Clinton. <laughs> what could have been? I mean, I mean, it's we not have time. Forty-nine yet. That's yeah. true. <clears throat> um, yeah. I'm disappointed that the standard vehicle is no longer a Volkswagen Beetle because I was really <laughs> looking forward to having one. <laughs> oh. Like the ones with the flower holder? Mm-hmm. They all smell like crayons, too. Did you ever notice that? Whenever you get in a Volkswagen Beetle, it always smells like melted crayons. <laughs> no. I have never noticed that, but that's what I'm going to be sniffing for next time. <laughs> I really liked the the line. Who who said who said the no applause just send money line? 
uh andrew the the real hacker oh yeah i wrote that line down i thought that was such a great like uh <laughs> like put some respect on my check sort of situation absolutely like, i thought that was great he's like i don't i'm not gonna fucking do it for for exposure like <laughs> fuck you pay me i, I love that children's autonomy then so that was a predictor <laughs> oh yeah he was doing all sorts of things there were no parents around oh self-driving cars mm. was correctly predicted because they hop in that red beetle to zoom zoom to the space station airport mm-hmm. and and it, my dad said you just need the engine code and it just goes and i think we're like two months away from that it sounds like do you think Elon Musk was inspired by this movie? Elon Musk is not cool enough to have seen this movie. <laughs> I agree. Just if so, he sympathizes with Wyndham and <laughs> thinks he did nothing wrong. I, I bet Grimes has shown Elon Musk this movie, though. I'm not sure Grimes is cool enough to have seen this movie either. <laughs> I don't really know how they're typing in web dings when they're in the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> giant computer room i'm not sure how that works because that's just a font i can't um, wait to wor- learn that language <laughs> uh, i mean i i was fascinated with web dings i still am but i, I don't think that that's an actual language yeah <laughs> um, do y'all remember all of those like web dings conspiracies like around I remember there was like a bunch of like 9-11 web dings conspiracies like if you typed out something it would be like the two blocks in the airplane like yes. flying at it oh yes. my god I never yeah heard it's if that. you type 9-11 oh it's if you type damn no way mm. i'm opening a word document yeah. right now yeah <laughs> yeah it is surf the net in class jenny <laughs> wait jenny. I guess, wait i don't have word <laughs> i thought i would i'm sure there's like a webdings website okay webdings another thing was um the uh the motor scooters at the time they didn't exist so kids are racing by on razor scooters and they added the sound of like motorized sounds to Mm -hmm. them on razor scooters (laughs) but now we have those Uh, Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna search web dings 9 11 i think it's wingdings oh wingdings oh my god the web wingdings (laughs) are for wings (laughs) (laughs) So if there's like a Wikipedia entry about this. <laughs> uh, after 9-11, an email was circulated claiming that entering Q33NY, which claims it is the flight number of the first plane to hit the Twin Towers in Wingdings would bring up a character sequence of a plane flying into two rectangular paper sheet icons, which could oh, be interpreted like a as a skyscraper, too, I think. followed by the skull and crossbones. This is a hoax. Yeah. Those weren't even the flight numbers. So. <laughs> well, yeah. like anything you type in Wingdings looks like a cursed apocalyptic event. <laughs> Tanner, right. ex- except for except for the passwords uh, on this space station, which were all astrological signs. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even. Was it? It was like the. Oh, was like that the, not Wingdings? Was I wrong? No, it's definitely wingdings. I just think they they must have combed through the whole 
like typeface situation to get the least apocalyptic looking string of characters for these passwords david your name in wingdings is pretty cool it's like a bunch of astrological signs and the middle is like a cool um just a really cool shape you should probably get this (laughs) tattooed on you I do love a cool shape. Wow. Um, I wish that mine... I bet mine looks like runes. I'm gonna, I'll type your name in. Ooh, it's like a diamond. Um, the Pisces symbol. Two. Black. Whoa, oh, wait. You're a Pisces. I'm a Pisces. <laughs> Two black squares. Something's going on. The Virgo symbol. Oh, wait. No. Maybe it looks like... And then like a cool... Um. Uh, not a sphere. The square version. Cube. <laughs> I'm gonna put in hmm. Xenon. My my partner is a Virgo. That's right. And I like cubes. Oh, Katie's name is cool. Anyways. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I could be doing this all day. This is, this is for our <laughs> next. This is our next podcast. Is uh, just. We just type words in and into wingdings and describe them. I'm going to like... Oh, it could be like a call-in show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come up with a film okay. script based off of a wingdings input. Um, why is... Where is the teacher? He shows up as a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> Is he in space, really just in a different room, or is he on Earth, or why don't they have a teacher up there? <laughs> he might just be a droid. Wow. <laughs> maybe he's a maybe he's just a like a projection of the internet, so he has no no corporeal form. But he like gets mad at Xenon for being on her thing in class so he's self-aware in a way (laughs) sentient he is sentient hologram i guess that's another accurate future prediction is virtual learning Um, exactly cat damn he's just home being like gotta teach my space kids Mm -hmm. holograms up yeah I because I haven't watched all of these Disney movies. Um, I just need, I need some context. It seemed to me pretty extreme that the that like the main throughline plot of this movie is this like corporate megalomaniac overlord planning to murder an entire space station full of people for insurance money. <laughs> like that seems like a much more adult plot. I, it's really it's like violent it's kind of terrifying it's is this is this like par for the course for decom movies they usually get pretty dark i'll say like thinking of Mm -hmm. halloween town Mm -hmm. gets pretty dark but not i don't halloween town gets dark yes (laughs) okay he like turns everyone to stone and steals their like souls yeah okay yeah it does sound dark when you say it out loud <laughs> mm-hmm. there's a lot of death like phantom of the megaplex is about a ghost like lots of ghost activity uh which implies death happens smart house is but like, not mass murder 
a robot also becoming sentient and like jealous and mm-hmm. murderous. Smart House is terrifying. It's terrifying, but really cool. So convenient. I'd still live there. But this is probably like the most convoluted plot, I would say. I don't know if I fully grasped the insurance fraud that was happening as a child. Definitely not. <laughs> I was like, he just wants to murder these people <laughs> for an earring. <laughs> yeah, I these think... These movies do occupy like an interesting sort of uh, point between like, I guess they're like tween movies. like, And there's not really other movies around being made like specifically for middle schoolers, I don't think. Like, there's like kids movies, there's like teen movies. Um, this is something I've been talking about with Jenny is that's the only kind of film I want to make anymore is because people aren't making stuff for 12 year olds anymore. Uh, but yeah, I feel like this movie, there's something for the parents if they're looking for like a, a, my parents did not watch this movie. (laughs) (laughs) If they're looking for a My parents would literally explode if they saw this (laughs) I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> there are parents in the movie, if that's yeah. what you mean. <laughs> Honestly, I'm here for Aunt Judy. Like, uh, she was criminally underrated <laughs> when I was a kid. She's... I love her. Yeah. I have an Aunt Judy. Uh, does she take you out for O-rings and let you live in her <laughs> house full of plants and <laughs> art? I think we need to bring back our category, uh, what do they do for money for, for this podcast, and and inquire as to Aunt Judy's enormous wealth. <laughs> oh, She's man. She's like a beachfront her <laughs> villa. Her house fucking gigantic. Yeah. I feel like her. her sister is a space scientist, so maybe she just is like, well, what can I spend money on up here? There's not even, like, hamburgers. <laughs> maybe she, it's their house. Yeah, I think it must eat. be. And, and Judy does not seem the type to be holding down, like, you know, a seven-figure job. She's Maybe she, like, <laughs> sold an app and just oh, yeah. lives maybe off she of... Created, maybe she created ZipZap. <laughs> I think that that's totally possible, given that we don't know anything about that, because that's a thing that doesn't exist. <laughs> That's very true. Um, I'm just surprised had... it took her so long to find love. You know, she's got a sick she's house, quite clearly loaded, very charming, cute. Well, she that. What else do you need? Like, that's true. I think you know she's living her best under the. Maybe she had a divorce settlement. <laughs> and wait, when you sit, <laughs> in this living Sorry, off that. When you say find love, you mean she's trauma bonded to Commander Plank? <laughs> That's what we're talking about, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that seems like it'll last. It could be real. I mean, whatever whatever it takes sure. in this in this cold world. I yeah. I had I had another question. Um I think this is a line from Xenon early on in the movie. She says, um, they're talking about Earth and she says Everything down there is motivated by money or self-defense. And I, my, my question is, uh, do you all agree? Money or self-defense? What did I do today that well, was let me motivated by Well, let me raise you a quote from Aunt Judy. 
Down here, not everything has to have a purpose. Some things are just good for your soul. <laughs> uh, well, while we're raising Aunt Judy quotes, I think there's another one. <laughs> Terra firma, the firma the better. <laughs> Is she single? She's got personality she to match zings, all that. Zings for days. Oh my god. God, I love her. I would take you home and fix you something, but I figure you've been traumatized enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a weird thing to say to a literal child. <laughs> I love her. I don't think I fully understand the difference between major and minor. Like, I get when they say major that it's like a big deal yeah they're like i'm crushing major yeah but minor but, when she's like i've got skills minor is she just like being kind of coy humble. about her she's being humble yeah well because like when her mom is all upset she says sweat minor mom so she's saying don't sweat that much <laughs> <laughs> it's just yo it's just like macro and micro. So macro is good, micro is bad, mm-hmm. viral is nasty. Lunarius <laughs> is, is incredible. And graphic is beautiful. Gra- Wait, graphic is beautiful? According right. to Greg. Um, yeah. What's inky? Um, like sketch. Suspicious. <laughs> this is inky. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, then- inky like a sketch. Like if you literally Oh, draw something yes. if you draw a sketch it is probably an ink or pencil mm. and then i think <laughs> i mean the one that was the biggest the biggest question mark to me it was cetus lupitas i i feel okay. like the the number of times they say it it has to be like i looked this like up like de- a deity like like is do they have a god called cetus lupitas well is, apparently is this like an astral like entity <laughs> like what the f- fuck is cetus lupitas it's her catchphrase but so many people say it you do hear it later uh whenever the ship is about to blow up there's like a background extra that it's like a middle-aged woman voice being like cetus lupitas (laughs) (laughs) apparently cetus is the largest constellation in the sky hmm and That's nice. so it's like major Lapidus. Lapidus is Saturn's third largest moon. Like so, it's it's like a balance, you know. <laughs> so it's just two rhyming space bodies. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah, I think it's her god. I like that because, like, yeah, does religion exist in twenty forty nine? It's or is it Cetus Lapidus? Is it uh. Protozoa? He's my god. <laughs> He's Cetus Lupitas' angel. David, as the presumed only person on this podcast to have read Neuromancer. Uh, hey, I you... did read Neuromancer. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> would you qualify this movie as cyberpunk? I was trying to think of what genre of movie this is. Um, you, I think it's too, well, hmm. Okay. Here's the thing. Is I it think, like too t- clean? I, I was going to say, I think it's a little too clean, but they do make a ton of stuff out of garbage. So I think that all of the, like, 
wearable garbage does kind of like tilt this into cyberpunk. I mean, there's not like, there's a lot of sunglasses. I think sunglasses <laughs> is very cyberpunk. Um, I mean, there's not, there's a, there's hacking. Hacking is, mm. is quintessential cyberpunk. And like anti-capitalist sort of, or, mm. you know, anti-establishment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would definitely say this is like tween cyberpunk for sure. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I like it. I was just double checking that I heard it correctly that they referred to movies as movie chips. They did, yeah. Mm, like like a hit clip, but for <laughs> video, right? Maybe. Um. No other questions. Everything else makes complete <laughs> sense to me. Yeah. Perfect. This is a documentary. <laughs> Chapter three. What is the most straight to streaming line of dialogue in this movie? Uh, we're each going to pr- put forth, you know, like one or two options. Um, does anybody feel really strongly about going first? Uh, I'll go first. I, um, w- okay. One of my lines was a kind of like front and center situation. And one was kind of uttered in the background. Um, uh so one line that i really liked was uh wyndham he's when he's giving his speech at the spaceport um and uh uh xenon is kind of uh you know holding up the the tray of drinks to sneak backstage to encounter protozoa and he's just up there on the stage opining and he says being a visionary is a burden but it's a burden i'm willing and prepared to carry i just thought that was great um my other straight to streaming line um, was uttered by the Toady Lutz, uh, and I I think this one is especially prime because it it mixes that kind of like straight to streaming like like chown with also a uh, like a very specific sort of tone deafness that I feel like is is like critical to a really golden line, um, and it's when. Uh, Lutz is like telling Greg to back off and he's like chill Metro boy wonder I come in peace yes (laughs) I have that (laughs) and I was like damn it's weird hearing that word I remember that word being used in that way but to hear someone say Metro is like an insult yes um, no he says major I think he He says says, chill major boy wonder I come in peace does he i thought he said chill metro <laughs> boy wonder I, I mean it would fit but i don't think he said that oh man well <laughs> i don't care that's what he said <laughs> <laughs> you understood the subtext of what he meant <laughs> and it was yeah. a sick weird burn yeah um i think like the line that I always heard in the commercials is once in minor in my life is a living black hole. Damn it, cat. <laughs> <that's mine. laughs> it's just iconic. Um, yeah. And then another line that I love because I love protozoa's very authentic accent. And when he says one small step for microbe and one giant leap for rock and roll. <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> Prances off the stage to go into space. Um, 
just really captures the essence of a 90s future pop star to me. That was a really good protozoa. That was great. <laughs> Kat and I also share love for this line um, that Greg says to Margie, who's hitting on him, and he's like, swallow the reality pill. Read my flapping lips. Oh <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like, is that from Shakespeare? <laughs> it's just so good. It's so good. Greg delivers like all my favorite lines in the movie. <laughs> um, like when they when he takes her home from the date, they show up at the the door and he's like, "I had an alpha time tonight," and I just love that. Yeah, it was really yeah. Sweet. Uh, he's a and just like a really boy. like weird casual use of the word alpha that doesn't really have to be there, yeah. but it's just part of the vibe of the movie. It's just like perfect. He he also says, um, speaking of alpha, he says, "You're not like girls around here. You're, I don't know, alpha extreme." <laughs> <laughs> alpha extreme. Yes, that's right. Oh man, that might be the winner. That's so good. I just love. Um, I love the slang, and just all of it. Every bit of it is an iconic line. I do think it's really important also when she tells her parents, um, I can handle myself. I'm 13. <laughs> uh, I feel like that had to be in the movie. Um, well, it's yeah. Just important. And what her dad says back is, then you better start acting like it. Like, <laughs> you better start <laughs> acting like a 13-year-old. <laughs> he, really, he really took her at her word on that. Her dad definitely enables this behavior, which mm-hmm. I'm fine with. Like, let her spread her wings. I love it when they're both geeking out about the colors undulating. They say, oh, that, yes. word. They say that word with such force. Why do they know they that know. word? <laughs> they're like, the colors were undulating. Ugh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lunarius is also just a favorite, like, recurring adjective. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that one, too. Yeah. Um, well, I think that my vote is, uh, you're not like regular girls, you're alpha extreme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want to be told that? Okay. Uh, next award is the Straight to Streeping Award. Um, which performer delivers the most big picture or movie star performance in this movie? I mean, Raven Simone has star power. Like, she steals every scene. But I think she's also just playing herself. <laughs> like, I don't know if she's acting. I would have to agree with that. Um... I feel like my vote is for Philip Rye. He's just out there making choices in every scene. Um, he's radiant. He just jumps out. I love him. Yeah. Is anyone in Camp Margie, though, for Straight to Streeping? I love Margie. Yeah. She's pretty great. I do y'all remember that um that SNL like running sequence for the 
um, the Spotlight's acting camp for serious kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like her. Her line delivery was was tutored at that school for sure. Like she says, my business is keeping you away from Gregory. <laughs> um, what does she say? She's like, I like when she gets girl- in the trunk. <laughs> Pop the trunk. This I can't miss. Can't miss. (laughs) Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. There, her other line that I really like was, "That girl they thought was a winner is nothing but a stranded on Earth loser extreme." (laughs) Oh, I wrote that too. (laughs) Stranded on Earth loser extreme Mm -hmm. is how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) She just. She steals any scene she's in. She does. Yeah. Her and her she's fuzzy a, sweater. She's a psychologist now. She uh she she's a like a psychologist in the world. Wow. We're her. thinking about what all these people do now. Okay, I'm I think I'm hearing Margie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. An anti hero. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Okay. Uh, that's acceptable. Um, all right, Margie, straight to streeping. Congratulations, Margie. Um, up next, next award is called Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Uh, which character or element of this movie, um, feel free to be creative, are you bringing to Friendsgiving dinner? Man, Aunt Judy for me, definitely. I think she. Even she's... though she can't cook? Yeah, I mean, she could pick up some cookies. Like She yeah. cooks traumatic things, apparently. <laughs> She brings the vibe, which yeah. is the most important. She could bring, like, a centerpiece. Yeah. Oh, I mean, she can just host. Like, oh. like let me let me have my friends giving dinner at Aunt Judy's gigantic fucking house. Her beachfront villa <laughs> <laughs> with all of those plants. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's, she's fun. She's fun. She's good for the soul. Um, can I just bring onion rings? <laughs> oh yeah that's a big old dish of wet O-rings. wouldn't you love that they're not gonna be wet david that's your shitty anniversary gift not mine um i'm gonna bring a horse for everyone to brush in the backyard Ooh, Ooh an activity wow. damn you're gonna ride in on that horse yeah greg will teach me how oh oh i can't or believe sure i could have brought greg Ooh, Greg and his intense stares. <laughs> I want to meet Greg at the dinner. I want him to stare at me across the table and like pass me green bean casserole and our fingers touch. And then he comes around to help me scoop it and says, no, like this. <laughs> <laughs> this is an erotic Thanksgiving meal. Oh, yeah, this is some Xenon fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> While the green bean casserole undulates. (laughs) (laughs) Wetly. Um, I might bring Let's just to start drama. Wow. (laughs) Man, Let's let's would dramatically drop so many things. (laughs) You would like make sure you're watching and then like drop his fork. He'd be wearing the shit out of a turtleneck while he does it, though. That's true. Yeah, he sure would. I love him. He looks like he's in that movie Master of Disguise. 
<laughs> Become another person. Become another person. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we have to do a Master of Disguise podcast at some point. A full podcast dedicated to that movie? Yes, I'm down. <laughs> An investigative podcast. <laughs> I would call it exploratory. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Are anybody have another candidate? I thought Xenon's dad was pretty great as well. He's cute. Um, he was like, he seemed like a really good dad. Like he was, he was like trying to be stern, but mostly he just thought Xenon was like a cool kid. Yeah. And he like couldn't couldn't chastise her too much. He seems like uh, he'd he'd bring some good dad energy. I think. Yeah. Yeah, he'd carve he's the turkey. Okay, um, I'm hearing Aunt Judy, <laughs> right? It's yeah. Aunt Judy for Overall, me. Overall, yeah. No one would turn her away. Totally. Okay. Best in show. Okay. <laughs> um, up next, our final award, uh, the Retail Therapy Award. Um, what is your one piece of dream merchandise from this movie? If you could purchase anything from this movie, what would it be? Baby, it's that disc earring. I mm. want it. Mm-hmm. What? Obviously, I okay. would need a disc player to play them on. <laughs> this is assuming that we play this stuff in the future. But Aren't you worried that there's a virus on it? No, it would just be like or is that protozoa's dangerous? greatest. Ooh, I do like, yeah, the idea of having a lethal computer virus on me at all times for any... <laughs> When the mood strikes. <laughs> Boy, I thought that was so great. That was that was like, you know, like poetic element of this movie. Number one for me is that that dramatic irony just hanging on her earlobe for the whole movie. And like no one knows, but it's right there. We know mm-hmm. we know what it is. And then eventually she knows, too. It's nice. <laughs> so the the earring Lutz drops it, and then Nebula picks it up and makes an earring and gives it to Xenon. Mm. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Is that what happens? It goes on a journey to get to her. Mm-hmm. Wow. So fortuitous. And then she makes yeah. dupes oh. with with uh, little, like, mini hacker dupes that if you put yes. it in your computer, it's like her as a, like a spider popping out of <laughs> a <laughs> trash can. Um, I think that I would really want those pilot sunglasses. They just, they made that pilot look like such a badass. She And she, you could tell that she felt like a badass when she put them on. Like she put those glasses on and she's like, now I'm a fucking badass pilot on the <laughs> flightest spaceship. And I think if I could get even just like a small portion of the like good vibes that she felt when she put them on her face, then, you know, that's a win. That's a win for me. I, I really want those sunglasses my dream merch i would say honorable mentions to uh the g-shock watches Mm. and (laughs) also to the crossbody bags (laughs) um uh they're just sweet but i I think my number one piece of dream merch has got to be the stress helmet um (laughs) it's like the pointy velour elf helmet oh, I, I don't know what it does but i just know that it feels so good um and i really need it in the year 
2021. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, a that's a glorious object. That's a really mm-hmm. good that's a really good answer, Tanner. Yeah. And and you have the chill chamber written on here too, which which we didn't get to see, but yeah, I just imagine it's like a full body version of the stress helmet. Yeah, it's like a zero gravity pod. That's got to be so nice. Oh man, the chill chamber. Yeah. Um, on a superficial level, mine was just Margie's collection of feathery cardigans. <laughs> love, Absolutely love her wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, those are nice. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> also, just a self-driving VW Beetle. As merch, mm. movie yeah. merch. <laughs> yeah, my movie merch. I just want a whole ass car <laughs> that I can program to take me places. I think that must have been the coolest car in 1999. <laughs> For sure. That would probably have been my dream merch in the year 1999. Yeah. Mm. Um, I really wanted a lime green one, though, personally. Oh, yes. That was the look. I don't know if this is merch, but I'd love to be able to put my hair in a messy bun and have it look as good as Xenon's messy buns. It just looks a beautiful fan. Mm-hmm. Or mm. be able to wear slinkies around my pigtails like Nebula. Because mm. I tried it and they just fell right back off. They slinked right off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they slinked right out of my, my silky hair. <laughs> but also, uh, any of Aunt Judy's vibes like her plants like she had like a line of <laughs> home goods <laughs> Judy's, home goods. <laughs> yeah, Judy's oh, home goods i just remembered the merch that i actually want is the uh the the opening shot of the movie opens on this like outsider art doll of xenon that she's made of herself um yes. it's so weird i didn't even <laughs> notice that until this time I watched it. I would love to have that Xenon doll. I thought that was <laughs> so bizarre. Yeah. I did have one of the Lance Bass um, puppet dolls. Um, Ooh, that's cool. So if I had that but Protozoa and he actually could play guitar, which I don't think the real <laughs> Protozoa can, so that would be um, that's a fair no an improvement. Wait, did you pick the Lance Bass one? Is that the only one you had? Um, well, he was my favorite. He was the one I had a crush okay. on. And I got mm. it at, I won it at the fall festival so in a cakewalk. <gasps> what? <laughs> cute. Yeah. That's, that's the most wholesome sequence of things I've ever I've heard. I've ever heard. I'm going to make a movie about <laughs> this experience for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I loved him. Wow. Chapter four. Uh, let's play some games. Um, so the first game that we always play is called 23 and Me, and uh, each one of us is gonna select two movies that we feel uh, this movie is spiritually indebted to. Um, so we'll each pick two movies, and then after that, we're all gonna vote on uh, the lineage or you know the DNA makeup of the film. Um, so I'll go first. Uh, my two selections were. Uh, Clueless and Spice World. Um, ah. Clueless, I immediately thought of because of you know uh, the outfits, the <laughs> uh, stilted dialogue, um, 
the snarkiness and Spice World I think that I was mostly thinking of um well of course you know this movie centers around the the whole like boy band girl group um phenomenon of the 90s for which we can you know definitely thank Spice World at least on a cinematic level um, and then also Spice World was just like the least funny movie of all time. <laughs> and I think that uh, I, while I love this movie, I love Xenon, uh, a lot of the jokes don't really land um, to me as like a 31-year-old human. Um, it's, <laughs> it's almost like a lot of them are kind of unintentionally funny or ironically funny. Um, so jokes not landing. Uh, that's Spice World. And those are my two picks. Mm. Um, upon this watch, I thought a lot about Alien. Um, corporations, you know, being perfectly willing to sacrifice their <laughs> their uh, workers for the sake of advancing themselves. Um, being happy to blow up a spaceship or let an alien board and I also just really love the beauty of this spaceship and how like it's just kind of a cafeteria um <laughs> in a long hallway <laughs> um <laughs> I also was thinking about Mary-Kate and Ashley movies um they weren't yet into the teen teen movies by then but uh Billboard Dad had come out and I think that like precocious tween girls you know making moves and taking charge uh, was definitely a vibe at the time. Mm. Mary-Kate and Ashley walked so that Xenon could blast off. <laughs> yeah. Um, my two were um, Deep Space Nine, the Star Trek series um, where they're on the space station the whole time. Uh, Deep Space Nine was uh, started in 93 and ran for seven seasons. Um, I just, I, you know, Star Trek at the time, I feel like it was one of those kind of zeitgeist things that when there was a Star Trek show on, that everybody was kind of thinking about it. And so I feel like, you know, Deep Space Nine, like everyone's just like, wow, space stations, like let's live on them and have s science fiction adventures. So I, I feel like, you know, anyone who's making this movie had to be thinking about that show um my other one is the uh noir classic double indemnity uh hmm. which i think um i mean really any insurance fraud movie is in some way i think indebted to the the one that started it all it's just a you know a, a classic uh kind of making insurance perilous sort of tale I'll buy it. <laughs> totally. Um, so I've been watching a lot of um, Grey's Anatomy lately. and Same. <laughs> <laughs> um, starring Katherine Heigl. And so re-watching this movie uh, made me remember my favorite Katherine Heigl film, Wish Upon a Star. Oh! Wow. Oh! And, which was like a few years before this. It was definitely 90s. Mm -hmm. um, like mid-90s. And 
David, I'm I'm guessing you have not seen this film. <laughs> um, it is not a Disney original film. Ninety six. Uh, I'm not really sure where it played originally, but I remember seeing it millions of times. And it stars Katherine Heigl, and her she's like a senior in high school, and then her younger sister, and they both wish upon a star to be each other, and they it's like a body switch movie. Um, you know, in the lesson there, they eventually just want to return home to each other's bodies, I guess, which is kind of like Xenon. But the main issue, the main comparison for me is I think like the fashions are really, there's a lot of similar fashions, like wearing silver lip stick and mm-hmm. like um, a lot of pleather and like bright colors. Um, and something about just like the energy of it it reminded me of the same like it, i think it just for me kept the same like held, holds the same weight in my nostalgia brain as something that was like always on very easily rewatchable david you should really see it it's great um and then i read yeah, ha- I think hackers we should maybe do a pod of that soon we uh, should it's uh, so good you can come back for that cat because it's i would love to movie. um but with with hackers, I feel like they had a lot of fun slang, which was similar to this, um, and obviously a lot of like like funny like viruses, and they're also trying to take down like a mega corporation from doing evil and pulling one over on people, um, and nineties. So those are my two. Brilliant. Um, okay, so now we're going to vote. And remember, you can't pick any of your own picks. Uh, I'll go first. I'm definitely picking Hackers. I think that's spot on. Um, of course, it's a house favorite for Hyper Real. And I think about it constantly. Um, <laughs> I think my other pick would be... I think Billboard Dad makes sense to me. Vibe-wise. I like that going hackers and billboard dad um i also love hackers and vote for that and then i think spice world i just love the like absurdity um that within that universe is being taken so seriously Mm. but also still having fun Mostly having fun, yeah. Yeah. Super important. <laughs> having fun and saving the world. Uh, Janine, are you going? Am I going? Uh, well, I was going to say Deep Space Nine, but I, I also just wanted to make sure that you had said it, and I didn't make it up in my brain. <laughs> um, and Spice World. Dang, again, I feel like this happened to me last time. I, I feel like I would probably vote for Spice World, but I've never seen it. Um, <laughs> I just really got up and walked quite, away. <laughs> man, I've really got a big gap in my movies that that y'all all don't have. I uh, I I know this. I know this. I don't quite know how to fix it, but I'm honestly just really excited know. for you. Like, yeah. what a world um, you are about to enter. <laughs> <laughs> um, damn, I've also never seen Billboard Dad or Wish Upon a Star. But anyways, the movies that I have seen that I will like to pick are uh, Clueless. I think I think that's spot on with the um, 
the the kind of like forced slang. Did I think you're um, I mean I guess Clueless is really funny, but um, as for for Xenon, the I feel like it's probably really hard to be genuinely funny when you're having to insert like unfamiliar mm-hmm. slang into every single sentence mm-hmm. it's like uh, i mean because comedy is such about like like rhythm and just like landing something naturally and man you i don't know you just have to be like a powerhouse actor to pull it off um mm-hmm. like but, margie uh, clueless and um oh yeah, hackers definitely yeah i think hackers is perfect all right um well our computers are tabulating the results right now <laughs> Um, I should have done like a a math workbook before this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so the results are in. <laughs> it looks like this movie is twelve percent Billboard Dad, twenty five percent Spice World, twelve percent. Deep Space Nine, 12% Clueless. It's a very complicated movie. <laughs> and most importantly, 36% Hackers. <laughs> um, I think that that's spot on. I, I, I'm really impressed with uh, our scientific abilities. Um, yeah, I think we really did it. We really, we made it after all. <laughs> um, okay, we have one more game, and... Uh, this is, you know, what we've all been waiting for, really. Um, it is the straight-to-video fantasy draft. So each one of us is going to get to pick three characters or elements from this movie to, in order to create a sequel to this movie. Um, nobody can pick the same thing or element twice. Um, and we'll do a snake draft. So, uh, you know, whoever goes first also goes eighth and ninth. Whoever goes second also goes sixth and <laughs> etc. <cetera. laughs> and and etc. Uh, yada yada. <laughs> I nailed it. Um. Um. So I think that our distinguished guest host should go first. Don't you feel like that's courteous, everybody? Absolutely. I think so. Mm. I think it's, yeah. Well, okay. then I'm going to pick everyone's top pick, which is Aunt Judy. Oh. All right, coming in hot. Playing to win. I love it. Um... I think last week, Jenny, you went first. Is that right? I did. Tell you what, because you picked Hackers, which was the largest genetic makeup of this film, you're going to go next. Yes. Um, then I'm going to pick Computer Bugs. Ooh. I'm excited to see where this goes. Um, David, because you did probably the worst in the last game, 
I'm going to let you go next. <laughs> yeah, I still think double indemnity should really be a part of that genetic makeup. Um, well, I would like to pick the uh, the great deity Cetus Lupitus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fine. Um, uh Man, this is a tough one. Um, so since we're doing a snake draft, I am going last, but also first in the second round. So I'm going fourth and fifth. I get two picks in a row. Um, oh, you guys, this is really tough. Um, <laughs> I think, first of all, I have to pick Protozoa um, yeah. as my... Uh, personal choice for best big screen performance in this movie mm-hmm. um i just can't leave him on the board gotta take him um whew, a lot of pressure um <laughs> i think i've also just gotta make a value pick here and go with greg oh fuck. Uh, piece of shit if you know Man. only to fuck you guys over <laughs> Tanner you just ruined my movie <laughs> well uh Cetus Lapidus David <laughs> oh. sweat miner David you got this mmm <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick horses. Wow. That was, that was my a great pick. pick. Yeah. I really wish I had Greg to go with them, but uh, <laughs> Tanner's just over here throwing some. What's something you. Some salt in the fields. Some shit in the soup. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do want to take a moment to. Uh, make everyone aware if you haven't listened to all of our episodes yet uh we this is our fourth episode and consequently our fourth fantasy draft david has selected horses in two different drafts <laughs> wait is that true yes what else did i get horses <laughs> <laughs> i didn't think oh. that you know <laughs> oh from uh from prince purpose <laughs> Oh, I remember the the warm horses. <laughs> the warm horses. <laughs> the, the warm horses. Yeah. <laughs> I just really, I'm gonna have some horse movies. Yeah, You're such a horse it's, girl. He's an auteur. <laughs> All right, Jenny, you're up next. Oh fuck! Pick number seven in the draft. Um, I've got Lutz. Mm. Wow. Yeah. This movie's about to be rated R, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Things are getting dark for your movie. (laughs) (laughs) Per per usual. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Mm. I'm going to pick Cyvant Judy. Um... Remember, you have two picks in a row. Yeah. 
I'm gonna pick What's your movie. Undulating colors. Ooh. <laughs> That's nice. Um, Are you Ellie, making a mumblecore movie? <laughs> Boy, you're you're right on it. You're just coming in here and like getting the game right off. That's that's we love to see it. Thank you. Um, so Aunt Judy and her undulating colors are going to also have. Uh, Aunt Judy's going cyberpunk. She's gonna mm. <laughs> she's gonna take on a new aesthetic and a new way in life. I think that makes sense because she you know ends the movie going to space for the first time, overcoming yeah. her fear. Mm-hmm. Mm. So she's and then going embracing cyberpunk lifestyle, hack into her own little spaceship and ride those undulating colors to the next galaxy. Love it. Wow. Do you have a name for the movie? No. Let me think on it. <laughs> okay. All right, Jenny, you're up next. Okay. This is my final pick. It is your final pick. Oh, I... my movie's called, sorry, my movie's called Lunarius. Ooh, yes. Wow. That's good. All right. Well, shoot. Hard to follow, but here I go. I will have Raymond Sim- Raven Simone's um, hair slinkies. So here's my movie. Um, Lutz, as you guessed correctly, Cat is seeking revenge. <laughs> he um, infects compute like a computer uses a computer bug to try and like enact revenge, but as per usual in Lutz's life something goes wrong it gets diverted to raven's hair slinky and we have the origin story of dark flubber <laughs> wow yeah i'm so happy to be here for this it's a prequel <laughs> the z- it's a sequel z- prequel as a sequel <laughs> you will Um, do you have a title for your movie, Jenny? Um, I guess it's just is it Dark Flubber colon Origins. Oh, yeah. All right, David, you're up next. Um, well, my third pick is uh, Xenon. Um, I'm kind of, I guess I'm kind of surprised she's held on till the 11th pick, but, uh, <laughs> It's good, for, it's good for me. Um, so, uh, so this is um, um, uh, Z four, um, the the fourth uh, canonical Xenon story. Um, <clears throat> she is uh, uh, she's recruited, um, and she is uh, you know trained up to be. The, the high priestess of Cetus Lupetus. Um, she uh, uh, starts a um, sort of commune situation, but like elevated, like uh, like with a lot of like liturgical like symbology. It's like very very high level shit. Um, but she uh, she cultivates uh, horses, um, uh, like purebred horses. 
uh, communes with the horses, and that is how she uh, brings her followers in to uh, communicate with with the great god Cetus Lupidus. And um, it's called uh, it's called Z four. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I think you just converted me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. a great religion. I mean, y'all should really try it. Yeah, we'll be your apostles, but apostles with a Z. With a Z. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God, apostles! <laughs> that's actually that's actually the subtitle of the movie. Is Z Z four apostles. Apostles. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun to say apostles. <laughs> The puzzles. <laughs> All right. Um, so with the last pick in the draft, um, again, I'm going to have to make a value pick here. And uh, I got to pick uh, Supernova Girl, mm. the original song, which just fucking slaps. I <laughs> cannot get it out of my head. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Marco Boom um, Boom. Yeah. Um, so for my movie, I'm imagining a, uh, a place swap movie. So, uh, Protozoa gets tired of being a rock star. Hey, you know, zoom, 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 supernova girl. (laughs) 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 It's such a big hit. He's had to perform it in person thousands of times. (laughs) He can't dance. It's r- people find out he can't dance. Ooh. Um, it's tough, and he just really needs a change of pace. And Greg is, well, you know, tired of being a horse hacker. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, the the twenty fifties are not a very horse friendly uh, era in um, Canadian history. Um. And <laughs> he just desperately misses Xenon, who is still living um, on the space day. Uh, so Greg takes off into outer space for the second ever rock concert in outer space, um, impersonating Protozoa. And Protozoa comes back to Earth. Where he finds his own supernova girl, but it's a horse. <laughs> <laughs> a supernova horse. Supernova. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Make my heart go nay nay. <laughs> Stop. Um. <laughs> Could your title be my supernova? Horse. Could your title be Supernova Greg? <laughs> uh, um. No, I think it's going to be the Holiday. Because <laughs> it's... <Stop>. <laughs> 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 uh, as an ode to one of my, you know, probably top ten favorite movies of all time, The Holiday. Yes, I know. <laughs> Did you know that? talked about the holiday and how perfect of a movie it is oh it's so good i just love a swap 
um, swap with some handsome boys, some horses. Um, all right, y'all. That was a fantastic pod. Um, thank you so much for being here with me. Uh, does anybody have any final words about Xenon? I think we've really gone from A to Xenon at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this was, was a real orbital bliss major yeah wow yeah thanks for having me this was alpha extreme <laughs> that's all i want all right um well tune in next week we'll be back with you every week this year um keeping you astroglide into the pandemic miss you guys Love y'all. <laughs> Does everybody want to sign off? <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>